Transforming Moments A New Start with a New Heart Testimonies of Christian Conversion Biblical Conversions The Bible records several conversion experiences. Read Acts chapter 8 verses 26 through 40, the conversion of the Ethiopian officer, and Acts chapter 9 verses 1 through 19, the conversion of St. Paul. John Wesley's Conversion Testimony The young John Wesley had struggled for years to find peace with God. He had become a priest, a missionary, and an Oxford professor in the process. Yet peace did not come until May 24, 1738, when I resolved to seek it, salvation by faith alone, unto the end, by absolutely renouncing all dependence upon my own works or righteousness, on which I had really grounded my hope, though I knew it was not from my youth up. By adding to the constant use of all the means of grace, continual prayer for this very thing, justifying, saving grace, a full reliance on the blood of Christ shed for me, a trust in Him as my Christ, as my sole justification, sanctification, and redemption. I continued thus to seek it, though with strange indifference, dullness and coldness, and unusually frequent lapses into sin, till Wednesday, May 24, 1738. I think it was about five in the morning that I opened my New Testament on these words. There are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, even that ye should be partakers of the divine nature. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 4. Just as I went out, I opened it again on those words. Thou art not far from the kingdom of God. In the afternoon, I was invited to go to St. Paul's. The anthem was, Out of the deep I have called unto thee. O Lord, Lord, hear my voice. In the evening, I went very unwillingly to a society in Aldersgate Street, where one was reading Luther's preface to the epistle to the Romans. About a quarter before nine, while he was describing the change which God works in the heart through faith in Christ, I felt my heart strangely warmed. I felt I did trust in Christ, Christ alone for salvation, and an assurance was given me that he had taken away my sins, even mine, and saved me from the law of sin and death. I then testified openly to all there what now I first felt in my heart. From Works, chapter 1, verses 102 and 103. Not included in this excerpt is the fact that four friends had called on Wesley about a heartfelt experience on religion. Thus, friends and their personal witness had a part in Wesley's conversion. The Transforming Encounter Here is a summary of Really Living, a children's version of the Life Can Have Meaning Plan published by the Nazarene Publishing House. Number 1. God loves you and wants you to really live. John 3.16 and John chapter 10 verse 10 Number two, oops, you can't because of sin. Sin is disobeying God, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Romans chapter 3 verse 23. Say, that means you. Number three, what can you do about it? Not a thing by yourself. Ephesians chapter 2 verses 8 and 9. Don't give up. Number four, Jesus died for our sins. Romans chapter 5 verse 8. Number five, he offers the real life, true life. Romans chapter 6, verse 23. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Number six, so if you really want to live, you must repent. What's that?
Admit you have sinned. Feel sorry for your sins. Be willing to quit sinning. Ask God to forgive you. 1 John chapter 1, verse 9 Receive Christ as your Savior. Revelations chapter 3, verse 12 Number 7 Now it's your turn. Pray in your own words or make these words your own. Dear Jesus, I admit I have sinned and I am sorry for what I have done. Please forgive me. I believe you died for me. I now accept you as my own Savior. Help me to obey you every day. Thank you for giving me and making me your child. Amen. Now you can start really living. Steps Toward the Transforming Moment God is God, and His plan of salvation cannot be reduced to a mathematical formula or a recipe for salsa or chocolate cake. But by reading the scriptures and examining human experience, we humbly learn that there are some steps we can take to put ourselves in the place where God's transforming power can work a miracle of grace. We cannot save ourselves. We cannot make one step in the right direction without God's grace. The transforming power is God's, every bit of it. But we can put ourselves in the waterfall of grace with these steps. Confession We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way. Isaiah chapter 53 verse 6 I guess that includes you and me too, right? This is no time to call sin by a nice name. No pleading low self-esteem. No hiding behind maladjustment. No whining victim. Don't tell God your vicious and immoral behavior happened because dad didn't take you fishing or because mom didn't read you stories. Don't point fingers at the system. Remember Adam, when confronted with his sin, he first tried to blame others. The devil and the woman made me do it. But he finally confessed. I ate. Genesis chapter 3 verse 13. You and I are not exceptions to God's declaration, I have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Romans chapter 3 verse 23. The New Testament word for confess is made up of two Greek terms. One means same or alike. The other means word, speech, or idea. The compound word means to speak alike or to say the same thing. To confess your sins, then, is to speak out your agreement with God on the matter of your spiritual condition. Forgive unconfessed sin? Not even God can do that. On the other hand, if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just and will forgive our sins. 1 John chapter 1, verse 9 Do not fear or confess yourself a sinner. Jesus died for sinners, and no one else. Repentance To repent is to turn away from your sins, to utterly renounce them and forsake them in godly sorrow. Oswald Chambers called repentance the threshold to the kingdom. John Wesley called repentance the porch that leads to a life of intimacy with God. Repentance is not just the sorrow that you were caught or that you made a mess of your life. Rather, it involves remorse for sinning against God and against the very persons to whom you owed your best. The sin the repentance sinner once prized now appears revolting. This sounds frighteningly radical, and it is, but it is delightful and fulfilling too. As far as you turn from self to God and others, you come to know what Jesus meant when he said, whoever wants or seeks to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for me will find it. Matthew chapter 16, verse 25. When John the baptizer preached the gospel of repentance, he challenged hearers to produce fruit in keeping with repentance. Matthew chapter 3, verse 8. 
One such fruit is repairing the damage our sin has done to others. If we have stolen money or property, we make restitution by paying it back with interest or damages. If we have abused others, brought suffering because of our addictions, or have injured the good name of others, we ask forgiveness. We must try to repair the damage unless such efforts would do more harm than good. Trust in Jesus alone for salvation. Recognizing your spiritual poverty, confess your sins, and repeat sincerely. The next step is one of faith. Put all your trust in Jesus Christ. Believe He loves you as if you were the only one to love. Believe He died for you and that God's saving grace is extended even to a sinner like you. For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send His Son to condemn but to save. Whoever believes in Him is not condemned. John chapter 3 verses 16 through 18. This final step into right relationship with God is solid, firmly grounded in the gracious compromises of God. If you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. Romans chapter 10, verses 9 through 10. To those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. John chapter 1 verse 12. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me will live, even though he dies. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. John chapter 11 verse 25. Will you be accepted? Jesus says, Here I am. Stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door... I will come in. Revelations chapter 3 verse 20. Receive the assurance of the Spirit. You will not be prepared for it. You may not know what to say or how to act, but in the process of confessing, repenting, and affirming your faith in Christ, the Holy Spirit will give you a deep inner assurance that your sins are forgiven and that you have been born into the family of God. Becoming a new creation in Christ can be a breathtaking experience. Our descriptions of it are often feeble compared to the experience itself. But once you have received the witness of the Spirit, you will give the knowing nod of recognition whenever Romans chapter 8 verse 16 is read at church. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Closing Thought Joy Paday of Tennessee planned to visit her relatives in Diet, Philippines. Click, double click. She was in touch with the missionaries of her denomination in the Philippines. She wanted to take her relatives there to a holiness church. Bad news, her denomination had no church in Diet. Joy clicked away on the net until she found out where her denomination did have churches. Joy and her husband, Nicasio, were not ones to give up easily. They brought Nicasio's brother, Rome Pade, all the way to suburban Manila to attend a Wesleyan heritage church. The church members welcomed the visitors. The singing was happy, even if a little fast and loud. The prayers were fervent, as if they really thought God cared for them. And how the preacher preached, Romy did not know what to call it, but the Spirit of the Lord came. The altar call found Romy, a man with serious drinking problems and acquainted with jail, pouring out his confession to Christ. The conversion took. Romy went back home and started a Bible study in his house. Some 80 people attended. Romy tells them, God gave me a new start with a new heart. 
He helped turn his Bible study group into a new church. A recent graduate of Asia Pacific Nazarene Theological Seminary became the pastor of the church in Diet, Philippines. Living in the Philippines can be dangerous given communist guerrillas, Muslim terrorists, and creeping poverty, homelessness, rampant child prostitution, and rampaging tuberculosis and typhoid. But even in such circumstances, Jesus Christ can give you a new start with a new heart. Praise His name. Application Number 1. Read Acts chapter 8, verses 26 through 40, the conversion of the Ethiopian officer, and Acts chapter 9, verses 1 through 19, the conversion of St. Paul. Compare and contrast the two accounts by answering the following questions. In what ways are these conversion accounts alike? How do they differ from each other and from your personal experience? List at least four things we learn about how to find Christ and how to lead others to a transforming encounter with Him from Paul, Philip, and the Ethiopian. Number two, write your own story of how God found you. Be prepared to share it with your mentor. Use the following statements to complete your story. I first came to know that I needed God when the person, experience, sermon, song, or book that showed me how to come to Christ, the scripture that helped me the most, the person or persons who cared enough about me to help me find Christ, the events of the day when I was saved went like. My thoughts and feelings when I knew I had born again. The first person I told about my conversion. Today, my love for Christ is. Number three, read the testimony of John Wesley again. Answer the following questions. What part did music play? Scriptures, prayer, preaching, teaching. In what ways is Wesley's conversion experience like the ones in Acts 8 and 9? In what ways is it different? In what way is Wesley's experience like your own? Unlike your own. Number four. Gather all the soul-winning plans you can, i.e. the four spiritual laws, the Roman way to salvation, etc. Before you meet with your mentor, look them over. Be prepared to together the adequacy or inadequacy of these tools. Number five. Write an example of a sinner's prayer that includes confession of sin repentance, affirmation of faith in Christ as Savior and Lord, and includes the acceptance of assurance of salvation.